Today on the podcast, we have Lieutenant Ryan Mayow and Lieutenant Krista Borowitz. They're going to tell us their journey through the Adult Rehabilitation Center and their journey to Salvation Army officership. Something in my heart just told me to, to stay, you know, wow. to surrender. And I had every reason to leave, you know, but I just, uh, I just felt this spirit of um, just telling me to surrender, to give up, just to, to let God call the shots in my life. And, you know, so I stayed and I went back through the program all the way and just allowed myself to be humbled and, you know, worked on by God. Welcome to Captain's Corner, a podcast about community, mission, and culture. This podcast is a ministry of the Salvation Army of Tampa, where we exist because we believe every person can be the person God has called them to be. Please check us out at tampasa.org and give us a follow on Twitter at SalArmyTampa. And of course, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsors for helping to make this podcast possible. Thank you to RegisterToRing.com and to a very generous anonymous donor. We hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Captain's Corner. This is Captain Andy Miller coming to you from Camp Keystone, which is in Stark, Florida. I'm here with two friends, Lieutenant Ryan Mayow and Lieutenant Chris DeBorowitz, who I just learned this week goes by... Dobo every now and then? Some, something. <laughs> only by friends. Right? Only by, by friends. Right? Oh, so that would make you. I'm in the circle to, right, now. You're in the club. Awesome. So, so I did say lieutenant and I'm captain. That doesn't mean I get to tell you guys what to do or anything like that. But All right, cool. Well, lieutenant so. is what? What is a lieutenant, Ryan? Um, a lieutenant is a, I guess you would say, a junior officer <laughs> in the Salvation okay, Army. Okay, sure. Uh, and so the first five years of officership here in the Southern Territory, you spend as a lieutenant. Yeah, all um, over the world, too. All right? over yeah. the world. Okay, cool. Learn something new. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, I pull out that lieutenant card often because uh, what it means is I'm still learning. So. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You got and, and I'm but still in working. one year, I become a captain, and I'm okay. gonna just tell you right now that I've always thought that's like the like the freshest rank oh, to have. Like captain <laughs> yes, is just like yes. I can't wait for that. It's gonna be awesome. I don't want to be a major, and that's coming soon. Right. Uh, because well, in part you don't because, have enough gray hair for that. My well, friend. thank you. This, it certainly is coming. Yeah. <laughs> my dad is Major Andy Miller, so I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. sure I'm ready for it to be right. exactly be my dad, but. You know, Lieutenant, like you said, is five-year kind of probationary rank of sorts in the Salvation Army. Sometimes people just use the LT to have it. So, okay, so this is why we have these guys on today, is they both have a unique story in the Salvation Army that I think will be encouraging to you all. And I want to just, like, poke around a little bit with that with them. And now they're serving uh, Captain, or Lieutenant, oh, Ryan. See, you made me it. think about it. Ryan is serving in Tallahassee with his wife, Amber. And Chris is serving in Leesburg, Florida, so very close to us. Like, and we have a lot, to, lot to share. So, Chris, let's start off. How, Chris, how did you come to the Salvation Army? So, looking back on it, I guess you know, uh, divinely orchestrated by God. Yeah. But um, I came to the Salvation Army. I was in a really bad place in my life, and um, was in a lot of trouble dealing with drugs and alcohol. I found myself. Um, I was on probation and just they were it was not helping probation wasn't probation was was not helping i just i was just struggling with you know drugs and alcohol make a long story short and um where was this this was in sarasota florida okay did you grow up in sarasota yeah i I grew up in sarasota and um you know middle school high school getting involved in drugs and alcohol and then it going from 
having fun partying to it becoming a serious problem. Wow. And um, I got I got in trouble with crimes, all drug drug and alcohol related related crimes, and um, just struggling with with finding sobriety, struggling to get clean, struggling yeah. to find community or a sense of identity, just all of those things. And I was eventually uh, invited by the judge to participate in a program. Invited by the judge. I was, I was invited AKA by the judge told. To, That's right. uh, to, to participate in this, this program that he didn't even, he didn't even know what to call that. He just called it the Salvation Army Ark. And it oh, was, wow. it was yeah. in St. Pete. And I was, I was a, such a broken place at that time. How old were you? I was, just turned 21 okay just turned 21 and i was in such a bad place and i said at that point i'm willing to do whatever send me right. where, where had you already been to, to jail at this yeah. point yeah, yeah i've been to jail i tried another program detox you know the whole you know try sure, sure. try but was trying to get clean for a, a long time and just for whatever reason just powerless to do it didn't know how yeah um and so so i get i, I go to this program and i I'll never forget the day my my dad took me to okay. right to the front doors of the ARC and I'll never forget my dad looking at me and saying you know uh, son I, I really hope this works this is this has got to be it what little bit of belongings I had and I said you know bye okay <laughs> yeah, exactly. and uh and I walked in the doors and um that's 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 where that's where I met the Salvation Army really for the first time yeah, awesome. Okay, we'll come back. Okay. Ryan, I, how, how, what, what's different about your story? I mean, you went to you went the same ARC that I just Chris I just did. like Ark. I just love that. Is it? Is it truly is yeah, a place sure. of deliverance? Oh you know? man, it really is a place of deliverance. Just change it. We yeah. should just change it. ARK. Like yeah. It. <laughs> so um, you know, and I love the way our stories, um, you know, are, are different but so similar. Um, I, you know, struggled early on, too, with, with substance abuse. Um, early on, like middle school, too? Is that the, yeah. Yeah, wow. actually, in middle school, I started to experiment with um, marijuana. But actually, it was the very first time I was given um, painkillers okay, for, I think I had some teeth pulled. Yeah. And, you know, I think I took the recommended dosage exactly one time ever in my life of painkillers. Wow. Wow. Um, and then it just kind of wet, you know, my whistle in a way that nothing else had. And... Um, I remember I went through that bottle of painkillers that the dentist gave me. Um, so fast forward, you know, I'm, I'm experimenting throughout high school. Yeah. I'm kicked out of high school. Okay. Uh, I had to go to secondary schools and telephone schools and wow. lovely schools with German shepherds barking at you on the oh way to class goodness. and like, yeah, good stuff sure. like that. And then um, somehow made it through high school, uh, graduated, and I, you know, started going to the St. Pete Collegiate High School, which was like a, a, a magnet program that um, was on the St. Petersburg um, College campus. Right. And, you know, did a little college there, um, but I started working full-time um, in, like, IT. Okay. And doing IT services. Um, and I started making really good money. Um, and then I, uh, you know started to face legal consequences for drug use, you know, with, um, I got caught with some pills on right. that weren't mine. And so at the time, this is around the early 2000s, actually like 2005 and 2008, you know, Pinellas, um, Pasco, Pinellas County is where we are. So, right. so like uh, those who listen to this, you know, we're in, um, the Tampa Salvation Army serves Hillsborough County That's across right. the Bay, the Tampa Bay That's right. is Pinellas County. Dun okay. You're clear. Area. Okay. And so our 
kind of tri-county area was just no uh we prescribed like 90 percent of the opiate medications yes. yeah, yeah, so we were heard. kind of like the bullseye for the pill mills mm-hmm, and all that mm-hmm. stuff going on and so a lot of people i knew um were 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 um abusing those medications and and you know uh, doing those kinds of drugs so yeah um i got hooked on on painkillers and so to support my habit you know i started stealing i was eventually fired um from the job i was at because you know not showing up on time and things sure, like that sure. so anyways i end up um you know between uh just detox to detox to detox and just like chris just unable to i didn't have the power to to stop and one day uh i was in a detox and um i met my uh, i get in there and here's my roommate and he's this big you know oh, buff is dude. it steve yes it, it got, okay steve feldmar that's yeah that's right that's right he used to work at the salvation army in tampa that's yeah. right and so he's saying yeah you know uh you should check out the salvation army man that's they, a good impersonation of him too yeah, 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 yeah rocky rocky we called him rocky and uh you know he's this buff dude he's like listen man you know you go to the salvation army you get bacon like this every morning you won't believe it they feed you good you get a free gym membership and, oh, that's you good. know down the street uh, you know there's some uh dances you can go to on saturday nights and i'm like Whoa. dude i want to go to this place wow. like sign me up right just, now just for the bacon it sounds right? good enough, right? scribble my day um, but one of the things that he said was that it was a Christian program, yeah. and I wouldn't describe myself as a as a believer at the time. I would agnostic at best. Okay, um, okay. I probably would have told you I was an atheist. Okay. But something about that made it feel like it was a safe place to go, like a okay. like a place of safety, a harbor, you know, um, place that I could go where I wouldn't be judged, um, right? You know, based on my current you know circumstances. So, I signed up. I went there. Um, and as I sat in that lobby, there was a scripture hanging over my head in the set, Jeremiah 29, 11, wow, you know, for I know is. the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, uh, prosper and grow you, not to harm you. And for the first time, as I read that over my head, like, I felt a sense that my creator was trying to tell me something. Yes, that, awesome. You know, he was speaking words over my life. So. Yes. Okay, man. So you both went then to the... Sun Coast, the Pinellas ARC, mm-hmm. Adult Rehabilitation Center, and there you are. So just to give you a little, um, and you guys could correct me if I'm wrong, because you know, know about it far better than me. The ARC, and they're all over the country, um, are generally a six-month residential work therapy program. And most of our family stores across the country are run through the Adult Rehabilitation Center. And so the men and sometimes women who are in these programs do their work therapy in that program and they, that's a part of what they do in their with counseling and church attendance and a variety of other things so that's you guys are both there so chris back to you you kind of walked in your dad's like i hope this works and you're like see yeah. ya we'll see yeah. <laughs> so did it obviously i think it worked but tell it, us how it did I, well, maybe I, it didn't maybe it took a few times well, i don't know what well, well, I, I think i think the first the first 30 days in a, in a program you know huge huge 120 beneficiaries you're you know, dealing with, you know, a lot of my drinking and drugging was fueled by fears and insecurities and all that stuff to begin yeah, with. Yeah. So trying to get clean and sober with none of that stuff in this environment was, was really hard, really difficult. But I just over time started feeling like people for the first time around me cared about me. And, wow. you know, that really like, that really blew my mind. Cause like, here I am, I've done nothing but like break the law, cause problems, chaos, hurt people, Yeah. you know, like, and you know that you know this is my first introduction of Salvation Army officers, and at the time it was Gary and Liz Wilson, and the fact that they you know 
welcomed me, talked to me like a human being, and yeah. treated me with respect and dignity, and would sm- come up and smile and how are you doing? <laughs> you know, that just that does something to you. When yeah. He, and 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 they were seeing me in such a way that I didn't see myself, and just something something started happening. I would say the big big turning point of like wanting to get well yeah. and get better was uh, you know you got to go to all these these mandatory classes and I'll never forget sitting in like a class probably like a month or two into the program and, and these two guys walk in and they're they're young and they they you know they're 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 teaching the class and I'm like what's going on here you know and yeah, they're yeah. they're young they're they're young guys and you know and they got you know like tattoos and they look cool and you know and but they looked happy and they were they looked healthy and all that stuff and 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 then come to find out they were alumni of the program hmm. and uh, their names were Ryan Mio oh and, interesting and I think and, I know who that is and Charlie his, <laughs> okay the other guy's name was Charlie my, my good buddy yeah and for the first time in my life I saw some fun joyful sobriety and it just was like could I have that too? Awesome. Yeah. And that was a big turning point of like, like maybe getting sober and getting clean and changing my life is not only possible, but it would be Be better. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that, that really set me on a track of like figuring out what are these guys about? What are they doing? Where do they go? Like, how, how's this working? I'm just naturally was wired like with a sense of curiosity. Yeah. And so I was just curious and interested and went asked questions and started observing and watching the way they live their lives. And then uh, fast forward, we were in Celebrate Recovery one night and Ryan shared his testimony and it was my story. Oh, really? He shared okay. my story. Wow. And he was... So you, what you're saying is you felt like when he was talking about what has happened in his life, whatever led him to the place yeah. he was, was exactly the same type of thing yeah. you're going through. And that's exactly, Holy Spirit. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. And it, yeah. was, it was probably just a sense of joy that really captured me. Like, I just never could conceive of truly being happy and filled with joy in my life apart from all the other things in my life. And so here I was seeing it. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta have more. And that's when I really met Ryan. And I was like, hey, you know, I, I'll never forget this. I've shared this a million times. I always tell people that I yeah. said, keep sharing it. You know, in your testimony, I, you talked about getting, getting a sponsor. I was like, would you be my sponsor? And I'll never forget. Ryan looked at me and he said, well, I, I will, but are you willing to do whatever it takes to get clean and sober? Awesome. And I said. I don't even know what that means, but I got nothing to lose. Yeah. And that's where our friendship, our mentor, our, you know, that's, that, Mm -hmm. that is what started changing where I was no longer just a person in a program. I was on a mission to change. So did you feel like you came to faith in Jesus and somewhere in there, was there a definite moment for you when you became a So my, my, my faith is, it's kind of interesting because before I got to this program, I had been in and out of jail and I remember God's word being spoken in jail and it always just having a good impact in my life. And I, I, I grew up, you know, when I was younger in a church, I didn't have beef with God, didn't, but I didn't know him. You know, I always thought like, like kind of what Ryan said, like the Christian people were the only people that were there to help me in a lot of my trouble. Wow, interesting. And so I had a good view of the view ch- of the church. To okay, be honest, right. I really did. Um, my my worst would have been like you know they're boring or maybe not interested, but nonetheless right, right, right. they were there for me. A girl I was dating in high school, her mom was a devout Christian, and all through high school, as I was, I was like messing up my life. This woman never judged me, loved me, 
would always help me. She was sent when I'd be in jail. She would she would send me money. Like wow. she was always there helping me. And I'll never forget getting out of jail, wanting to change. And she said, you know, you, you need to give your life to Jesus. And this lady baptized me at Lido Beach, Sarasota, Florida. Right. 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 She baptized me, and my life was on an incredible track. But I never got involved in a church. Never got discipled. Never right. did anything. I just sort of thought it was like I hey. made a prayer and. That was it. You yeah, know? sure, sure. So make a long story short, after I had relapsed and went through all this stuff, I get to the ARC. I was so far from God, but I still knew that Jesus was there. But I remember coming to a place where I was like, if this is the real deal, like, like, was was the whole like baptism thing? Like, obviously, I didn't get it. Didn't keep me. It didn't keep me sober. So is Jesus real? Right. I yeah, really yeah, yeah. started questioning everything. I graduate the program. I start going to St. Pete College. Okay. And that's where I took a class on world religion, and I started reading and devouring, like, books and stuff. And I was like, okay, if Jesus is real, Jesus, I, I need to know you're real. And I went on a journey, and uh, at some point between the ARC, slow, slowly graduating, I became a soldier in the Salvation Army about November 2012. Somewhere in that time frame, I just remember giving my life to Jesus. Wow. And, um, you know, I think, I think being really ingrained in the ARC and at the core at the time, it felt like giving my life to Jesus every Sunday. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so sure, it's hard. sure. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I, I'm not trying to, you I'm know, not one of those people. Yeah, yeah. You better have the exact minute or else it didn't happen. Sometimes so it's I, hard to, like, drill that exact date or time. But there right. was just a couple that months period. period yeah. where it was like, Jesus is real. Yes. And I was watching my life just explode. Yes. And I, I would have, you know, I would, I was just convinced Christ was a real living person. Yes. And I was watching him just blow, blow the doors off my mind. Okay. Awesome. Let me see if I can catch Ryan up in this journey. So we kind of went back, right? I should have gone, gone through you first because you played. It's but, okay. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's throwing you off a little <laughs> that's bit. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So you, so you, uh, you got in. And then where, where did you come to faith in Jesus? Well, you know, I'm, I remember, you know, before I walked into that four-year, you know, at yeah. the Salvation Army ARC, you know, I'm sitting there in detox. And, you know, I, I truly believe that I'm, I'm alive today and I'm saved today because I have a praying grandma. I, okay, I mean, awesome. Know, shout out to grandma. Grandma. Um, <laughs> love you, grandma. Yeah. Uh, but I remember, um, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, I like to joke around, I'm a recovering Catholic. You know, I okay. grew up going to Catholic church a handful of times, you know, Christmas, Easter, you know, doing the good Catholic thing. Yeah. And, um, but my, re you know, um, so I, I didn't really know what it meant to have a personal um, yeah, relationship yeah, sure. with God. So I'm, I remember sitting there, I'm in, you know, I'm in detox and I'm praying on my rosary, you know. Yeah. Hail Mary, full of grace, blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Mary, Mother of God. You know, I'm sitting there praying, you know, these prayers that, you know, that I was taught to pray, but just not feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm able to express myself to God truly. But um, I remember it was one of the first nights I was in the ARC and we had Celebrate Recovery and you know they're singing these awesome praise and worship songs guys are you know up jumping around hollering you know having a good time like chris said joy joy yeah uh, the room was filled with joy and uh if there ever was a place where there shouldn't be joy it would be this room i mean <laughs> yeah, a bunch sure, of brokenness sure. but you know the spirit of god was there you know and i remember experiencing this and just the the lyrics of the songs you know i kind of learned to pray by by listening to these yeah, praise and worship songs i learned how to express and and 
uh, my heart to God, you know, and uh, that began um, a new uh, journey for me in knowing God. I mean, truly for myself. Right. Um, I remember that that following Sunday, uh, Captain Wilson got up and he preached and I went to the altar, you know, and I just, you know, I said to God, like, I hope you're as good as people say you are. I hope wow. you're wow. as full of grace as people say you are, because if there was ever a person who needs like a God like that, it's me, you Amen. know, and yeah. I hope that, um, you know, I, I'm not very smart, God, so I'm going to need you to kind of confirm this stuff for me. And yeah, because you were feeling like a, you were appearing like kind of like atheist agnostic at right, some point, somewhere right. on that spectrum. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with both of you about, you know, you know, some people are able to really pinpoint that that right. moment. Um there have been moments, holy moments like that for me. I, I I remember, you know, when I received my baptism in the Holy Spirit. But, you know, that that in the beginning, you know, it's like falling in love, you know, for me. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to point to a moment. But, you know, that, that period of time in my life, you know, yeah. Jesus really got a hold of my heart. But I definitely struggled in the program. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Chris was like the perfect model ARC dude, like he he was so hair, good. Hair was perfect. Yes, like name tag perfectly in place, shaved every <laughs> like, day. But I, I was convinced I am not going back to where I came from. Sure. Like, right, I, right. I have got to get this right. And you have to do it this way. I, I was yeah, I yeah. was convinced if I leave this place, I'm going to die or just go to prison. So for wow. me, it was like 100%. Yeah, that's right. Like by the book. Sure. I am not getting in trouble. I'm doing this program. I'm going to do it. But Ryan... Okay, me on the other hand, we're <laughs> a whole different story. So, you know, sometimes uh, God needs to use a two by four on me. So, uh, you know, I turned a six month program, uh, a residential work therapy program, into a 14 month program. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, um, I remember I was about to graduate, you know, and I'm bucking the system. All right, I'm bucking the rules. I don't feel like being there anymore. This is. I don't need this. I, I'm going to go home. I'm going to find yeah, a job. Yeah. I'm going to start, get get back to life again, you know, because I was committed to sobriety at that point. You know, I knew that God was showing me a new way of life. I just, you know, was struggling to surrender, truly. And so I'm walking down um, the main hallway. I hadn't shaved. My shirt wasn't tucked in. I didn't have a day badge on, headphones <laughs> in. I should have been at work therapy, but I was messing around. And, you know, I was pulled into the resident manager's office and just said, listen, you know, this isn't working out for you here. Um, they're upstairs packing all your stuff into uh, into, into bags, and um, we need you to just call somebody and, you know, let them wow. know. Wow, that's um, it, man. And then, uh, you know, he said, I need to go let Captain Wilson know what's going on and that, that you got to go. And so he comes back, and he said, you know, I've just talked to Captain Wilson. I've here's the deal you're either going to leave right now or you're going to start over day one wow like you just got here in the center you have to oh go to goodness. all your level one groups you got to go to all the process groups everything like that go back to the dock which is like the hardest work therapy yeah, assignment yeah. there is <laughs> and so i said you know what um something in my heart just told me to to stay you wow know, to surrender and i had every reason to leave you know but i just uh I just felt this spirit of um, just telling me to surrender, to give up, just to to let God call the shots in my life. Yeah. And, you know, so I stayed and I went back through the program all the way and just allowed myself to be humbled and, wow. you know, worked on by God. And then eventually Major Tim Gillum uh, came in and conducted a soldiership class there. 
And so, I, you know, I, I was very interested at this point, you know, and having a church of my own. I knew So that back, just in case people don't know a soldier is, so in the Salvation Army, our Salvation Army churches, there's a form of membership. Some, some people don't like the term membership, but to be a member of the church, somebody who embraces the Salvation Army's articles of faith and a variety of commitments is what's called a soldier. And people who are soldiers are people who can wear uniforms. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's a responsibility. It's a covenant. There's mm -hmm. a, a lot that's involved with it. Anyway, so just to verify what that is. No, so you I'm went glad that you class. said that because I wasn't down with You're any so of into that. the system. <laughs> so oh, like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was, uh, I didn't want to give up dipping yet. You know, okay, there you tobacco. go. So, so yeah. Um, you know, so I signed up for the adherent route, right? Yeah. And then um, during that process of taking that soldiership class, I remember taking that can of dip and I just went up to the holiness table and I was like, I'm going to run a little experiment. You know, I'm going to see if all this holiness stuff is for real. Like, I'm going to lay this can down on the holiness table. Yeah. I'm going to pray in earnest that God would remove the desire to do this anymore. And I laid it on that holiness table. But I never walked back. I never, wow. I never, never dipped, dipped since? since then. So, wow. And, and that, you know... God began to do really good with my with my bad stuff. He took my brokenness, took my addictions, took my, um, you know, my lustful thoughts and things that you know guys go through. And so, you know, I was like, maybe I'll trust him with some of that good stuff too. Like maybe yeah. maybe I'll trust him with my finances. Maybe I'll trust him with my relationships. Yeah. Maybe I'll trust him with my future and my vocation. And you know, I began to really trust God more and lean in, press in more. Um, it was during that time I was invited to my first. Uh, TYI. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you want to. Well, let me, let me hold off there. We might yeah. get back there in a second. Right. So I want one one thing that happens. I think for both of you is that you both got involved with the Clear Clearwater Salvation Army Church, mm. right? And so I'm not gonna. I don't know if I have time to get into that. Maybe we can come back to it. Sure. But you know, while. Um, captains at the time, Zach and Shelley Bell were there, and hundreds of other people who I'm sure we'd just love to say their names, mm -hmm. like really spoke into your life there. But I like to highlight the fact that, now, you, you were both there probably the same time, you, but you both also met your future wives. Yes. So like, <laughs> I, story, okay, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to skip a few things here, but you both kind of, uh, through the Salvation Army Church, met your wives. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. Okay, Ryan, go ahead. So I started getting more involved with the Salvation Army, you know, the TYIs, the youth events, Territorial Youth Institute, yeah. and started getting involved in youth events that were happening. And I was uh, as part of the Clearwater Corps as a soldier. And Ryan's a young man, if you can't tell by his voice. At That's this point, right. you were like That's 24, right. 25. I was probably 26 at the time. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so I met this beautiful Dominican lady named uh, Amber, and her mom was a Salvation Army officer. Yeah. And, you know, we, we started dating, and, you know, independently of the things that I was starting to feel, you know, she sensed a call to officership on her mm -hmm. life. And by this point, I'm sensing a clear call to, to officership, you know. Okay. All the things I was learning in the Salvation Army about our doctrine, like, you know, we believe that um, repentance towards God, um, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and regeneration by His Holy Spirit are necessary to salvation. And over here in my recovery, I'm learning about how I live one day at a time. I get a daily reprieve from my, yeah, my yeah. alcoholism, contingent on my spiritual condition. And all these things, um, doctrinally, and things that I believe about recovery were, were coming together for me and truly forming an understanding. And so, um, you know, uh, when, uh, and God was really kind of stirring my heart about how I can share my testimony 
Um, and that's around the time I started having a ministry at the ARC, well, starting to go okay, back gotcha. and because get my story. Through the officership piece. That's right. Oh, okay. That's right. And that's how I met Chris. Now, Chris is like model um, ARC beneficiary, flies like passing, you know, colors and flying colors and all that. And, you know, but he's got his struggles. He's working through them, and we, we formed a really close relationship. Yeah. And so I started bringing Chris to everything with me. I mean, yeah. we would, any party we would have at, you know, a young adult ministry thing, bonfires over at uh, And a little different USF. from the parties that you had gone to before. Right, yeah, just yeah, yeah, a yeah, little yeah, yeah. bit, yeah. but just as fun. And um, yeah. so we're starting to hang out and, and bring in, you know, our, our friends from the ARC to come and be a part of these young adult events in the Salvation Army. And so Amber lived with... Uh, three or four of her friends, and I think that's when Chris and Elise and one of those people was was Elise Bridges. There you go, <laughs> the former Elise Bridges. Yeah. And so yeah. that's how you and Elise met. Was yeah, it was somewhere in there. Looking back, I think some of the dates are kind of blurred. But my first memory of meeting Elise was. I was about five months into the program, and um, I was I was still on felony probation. And Ryan, <laughs> with like at this point, he is he's he's employed by the Clearwater Corps, and he's like a leader in the in the center and all that. And somehow he fandangled this way to get beneficiaries to go to commissioning that weekend. Okay, and, and that commissioning is an event once a year in the Salvation Army where there are um, people who have gone through two years of training or as cadets become Salvation Army officers, they're commissioned in front of a couple yes. thousand people. So yes. it's a pretty big event. Yeah, Huge event for someone that had no idea what was going on. I showed up to that just going, what in the world is the Salvation <laughs> Army? Yeah, sure. But but at that, at the, there is at that event, and at this time, he's him and Amber are, are, I believe, publicly dating, and at one point, Elise comes up to say hi to Amber. And I, I just my eyes, you know, and, they pop out and, his jaw. and and I'm still in a program. Yeah, you're at still this in time. the ARC program. But I was, yeah. I was so surrendered to a new way of life. Ryan looked at me, could see me look, the way I was looking at Elise, and I'll never forget this. Ryan looked at me and he says, "Don't even think about it." <laughs> and, but I was so committed to like learning how to live life in a new way, and like I respected Ryan so much. If he told me to do something, yeah. I I was like I'm I don't got so it, I I was like basically like yes sir yeah okay yes, yeah yeah yes, yeah sir. I will talk like, to her yeah yeah you know right. I, what I've got I've got no business looking for a girlfriend right now I'm in rehab <laughs> yeah sure you know and um, fast forward like six months later I'm I've graduated I'm employed by the Salvation Army the Salvation Army is my home church I'm helping out with Christmas kettles. Elise is working at the core and Ryan is working at the core and like you said those fellowship opportunities just uh, you know evolved and going out to you know having meals together going out to dinner and hanging out and going to events and the next thing you know it you know uh, Elise and I were, were dating and I'll never I'll never forget this I'll, I remember asking Ryan you know go, going to him for his advice I was like you know I, I'm I, I really I'm really interested in, in, in Elise and you know what, what should I do what should I do and Ryan gave me the best relationship advice anyone's ever given me he says just be yourself mm. if there's anything mm -hmm. there she'll see it and yeah if there's there not go. it's not there yeah I'll there say, you go okay <laughs> and then next thing you know it Elise and I end up end up dating and here you are here you are this episode of Captain's Corner is brought to you by an anonymous donor who loves the ministry of the Salvation Army and registered to ring.com Register to Ring is the simple way to sign up to ring bells at the Salvation Army. Ringing bells is a cherished holiday tradition and money raised goes directly to help people in need in your community. 
To volunteer to ring in your community this holiday season, go to registertoring.com to sign up today. You can sign up as an individual or a group. Just go to registertoring.com. And let me just add that in Tampa, this has been a blessing to have Register to Ring in place. We've had a great expansion of our volunteer efforts because of Register to Ring. So check that out today. And our thanks to these sponsors for their help in producing Captain's Corner. So, okay. So you guys, one, one thing that's unique about you is that you know, we have probably tonight, I don't know, how many ARCs are there in the Southern Territory? 26, 20, so, 24, 25. So we're talking there's 2,000 to probably 3,500 people in the ARC tonight, right? Sure, yeah. That's a lot, yeah. right? And, then, and yeah. a good chunk of them will graduate, and, yeah. and that's all of our country. So we're probably talking, there's probably 10,000 people in an ARC tonight. Yeah. yeah. And I, my guess is there is not 20 graduates who become Salvation Army officers. Now, 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 I'm not saying that people aren't successful, but, but it's distinct about your stories that you both felt led to be Salvation Army officers and that you're serving and you're not serving at adult rehabilitation centers. Sure. Um, so, like, talk, talk to me about the uh, call to officership. Chris, maybe could, could we heard a little bit about Ryan's, but, like, what was it that finally said that... So at, at this point, uh, Elise and I are dating, and I'm learning more about the Army. Come to find out, uh, her brother is an officer, uh, Captain Ben Bridges, right? Ben is an officer. Nate, her other brother, Nathan, is about to be an officer. And I just remember being like, so, like, what's, what's the deal with officers, right? I, like, and I was trying to get used to the idea of people, like, people just going and becoming ordained and going off and doing things. Usually, I, you know, that was a very rare thing to occur. Yeah, yeah. We're in the Salvation Army. It's more common for people to accept a, a calling. And I was just asking her all these questions and then getting involved in the Corps. And I, I just remember being loved. Like, I remember giving, like, any time I was not working, you know, I was at, I was either at the ARC or at the Corps. And yeah. I just loved being in ministry. And then at some point it came about, you know, when, when someone was like, it's like, how awesome would it be to do this for a living? And someone was like, that's a that. that's a possibility. I was like, no way, no one would ever let me do that. Yeah, yeah. And when when coming, you know, over time, finding out, working with Zach and Shelly Bell, finding out, like, you know, like, no, you know, you know, you you never know what God has in store for you. And I remember being in my apartment at the time, on my knees praying. I remember having like long periods of time in my apartment praying through. Like, God, what are you doing? And I'll never forget, Elise and I were dating, and this is another one of those stories we've told a million times, and I'll never forget telling Elise one time, I was like, Elise, I'm called to be a Salvation Army officer. Are you in or out? Wow. Talk about drawing a And she just, she was dead silent, and she was like, I just don't know. Okay. I was good. like, okay. Actually. Well, I know, I, I know where I'm going. I hope you're part of the journey because, you know, at that point, I knew enough to know that if I'm going to be an officer, you know, either this is going to work out or it's not. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, but I was so committed to 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 the life of of being in in, in that type of that role mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that and yeah. Awesome. Well, so you guys went through and you went through. You guys were you a year apart in training. Or were you two, two years apart? Was that one year? He was one okay. year ahead of So you were there together. So you That's went through right. a two-year training process in Atlanta, That's right. That's right. and uh, so uh, what? What? You know, here you here you come in like you didn't like Chris didn't even choose to come to the Salvation Army. He got got told <laughs> to go there, and now it's like it's expanding, expanding, and then you go through the training process. Ryan, talk to me about that. Like, was what? Talk talk to me about the training experience in general. 
It, it challenged me in so many ways. It's truly because um, I am first generation salvationist. Yeah. You know, uh, it, to say it was drinking from the fire hose, I mean, <laughs> is is an understatement. I mean, there's so much um, that is uh, that that they try to impress upon you in in training um, because when you just two short years later you're out, they hand you a keys to a command, they send you to a community, and you are the leader of the Salvation Army right. social and spiritual work. You're a pastor, you're a manager, you're a director, you're a social service. Let's just get there. Let's yeah. just jump past, let's jump past training. You, you sure. get commissioned, you go, sure. and here you are. Not, but how many years after you enter the ARC, you're running the Salvation Army in Tallahassee? Let's see. I got there in 2010, and fast forward, 2015, I'm commissioned, <laughs> wow. ordained, and sent to uh, direct the Salvation Army Social and Spiritual Work in Leon, Gaston, and Wilcola counties in the state capital of Florida. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and did you have children at this point? Yeah, we, we had one kid in training um, before we were going to training. Um, uh, you know what they said? Don't have kids in training it's a horrible place but then he said have kids in training okay yeah, yeah. You don't have that any crazy. responsibilities um except for homework so we did have <laughs> one kid in training yeah um and my son christopher who is the best kid in the world um and yeah we were uh, us three were were sent to uh yeah sent to Tallahassee. Well, so just i mean just if i can highlight this again maybe you know ryan's saying it so like naturally this is just his life but just think about that here's somebody who was in a detox center and somebody said go there because there's some nice bacon right and then, and then five years later bam you you're there Boom. you are minister of the gospel yeah. serving this yeah. way chris is similar thing right yeah. so you went first to fort myers right yeah. that was your first appointment yeah. and yeah. probably a similar amount of time maybe a little yeah. less i guess for you because yeah. you know ryan had the extended stay in, uh, <laughs> in the arc so um okay I want to ask a question that is one of these cha- challenging ones to think about. You, you, you mentioned Celebrate Recovery, but one of the parts of, of, the, of any recovery uses Alcoholics Anonymous, right? And so we have this, the 12 step. The, and, and just being somebody who had the you know, privilege um, opportunity of not being somebody who is, I followed my junior soldier promise, right? Sure. And I never, I just never had to have the challenges with substance abuse. Yeah. And I thank God for that. Um, but when somebody said the big book the first time I heard, I thought they were talking about the Bible. You know, like and so. The, and so, talk to me a little bit about the AA world and how that can. I mean, obviously, I know there's a connection, but there's a little tension there too sure. because, like, what's what's the most important thing here? Sure, sure. Um, I think they they truly go hand in hand. So, um, going back to the the beginnings of Alcoholics Anonymous, it was founded by by Christian people. Doctor right. Reverend Shoemaker, you know, he helped co-author the Twelve Steps. They are based in Scripture. Yeah, they're yeah. pulled from Scripture. Um, the earliest name for Alcoholics Anonymous was actually the James Club, and it okay. was based on uh, you know, don't just merely listen to the word and so it. deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Yeah, yeah. Doers of the word. And so it was a way of applying scripture uh, to your life. And it was based off of um, another model of recovery um, that was used at the time that had had four steps. Um, And I I won't go all into that, but um, the the Salvation Army actually had, um, through the years, a a great impact on the formation of 12-step recovery as we know it and Mm -hmm. influence on it. Um, The... 
uh, the Narcotics Anonymous on the East Coast chapter, after it splintered off from Alcoholics Anonymous, was actually founded in New York City in the office of a Salvation Army officer called uh, Brigadier uh, Dorothy Berry. Okay. And it was began in, in her office. That's wow. where that's where Narcotics Anonymous on the East Coast got its footings. So um, we have a, a and I found that out in Narcotics Anonymous literature, not in Salvation Army literature. So we have close ties, and the Sar- Salvation Army, through its work with alcoholics throughout the time throughout the years, has had an impact on recovery as we know it today. Yeah, um, yeah. Even through twelve step recovery. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You want anything to that, Chris? I mean, it's a. It's a. I mean, we could probably do a whole series yeah, of podcasts sure, sure. on it. I mean, this is something that because it's a very controversial subject. Yeah, yeah, I know. As, yeah, that's as why I bring it up. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of there's. I mean, especially in our world of officership, there's people that are very divided on the opinion, and so it's there's a lot there to unpack. But at the end of the day, I think you got to judge a tree by its fruit, and Amen. I see yeah. a lot of people that have benefited from their time in Alcoholics Anonymous, and. You know, I think it's I think it's a tool. I Amen. think it's simply yeah. I think it's simply mm-hmm. a tool that God has used to give people uh, a, um, a a platform to work through things. You know, yeah. I was one of those persons that you know I did not just go to the altar, get saved, and it was all there. I was right. very skeptical. I had a lot of questions. I um, you know, I, I, I needed I, where I was at in my life, struggling with drugs and alcohol. Like I didn't need, I did not want someone to just start c- quoting scripture. I, I needed someone to sit down and say, "Look, I understand what it's like to do drugs and alcohol yeah, when yeah. you've promised yourself and everyone you love a million times you won't do it, yet you keep doing it." Yeah, I found that in Alcoholics Anonymous, not the church. Right, right. And so it was through the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and other twelve-step meetings that I at least got to a neutral footing mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. start understanding God. I mean, and 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 there's a and there's, that's the stated purpose of twelve-step re- to recovery yeah. is to bring you into a relationship with God as you understand Him to right. be. And for many Christian people. Um, they get that start in AA. Yeah. And so um, it's not meant to uh, replace the church, you know. Yes, yes. Um, you know, my sponsor would point me to Scripture all the time. And uh, one of the things I love, one of the recovery programs that I love and I'm still a part of today is Celebrate Recovery. Right, right. We used a version of it in uh, the ARC. And while I was there, um, you know, I got a AA home group. I got a Celebrate Recovery right. home group. I became a CR leader. I took CR uh, Celebrate Recovery trainings. And the only thing that I had when I left the ARC and moved out, other than the bag of clothes I brought with me, were the relationships right. that I had built outside in the outside recovery community that would sustain later yeah. on. Um, and so it's a hugely important thing, I think, for guys to understand that, you know, yes, you know, when I gave my, my heart and my life to the Lord, I began to trust Him and give that over to Him. I got saved, but I've been getting saved every day since then. Yeah. And God uses uh, Celebrate Recovery and other recovery ministries in my life to draw me closer yeah. every day. So here, here you go, fast forward, uh, nine years later, I'm st- I still I have a home group in Tallahassee. Yeah, awesome. I'm a Celebrate Recovery leader there. I lead CR 101 for newcomers. Yeah. I play in their praise team. Um, I stack chairs, yeah, yeah. you know, and that's not a Salvation Army ministry. That is for me. I'm a very that that is not a, a ministry. Right. That's for me to go and and just be a part of and and. Um, yeah, I think that this it's interesting that this, with the twelve step process just picked up on you know in, in Tampa we're really trying to push small groups is one of the yeah. five major things we do. And when we talk about small groups, we're really going back to John Wesley's concepts of bands and class meetings and mm-hmm. in a band meeting you yeah. talk about like. 
are there any secrets that I'm withholding? Mm-hmm. Wait, what is the greatest sin that you've sure, committed? Sure, what, yeah, what, sure. is, what has been a sin that you've been hiding this week? I mean, yeah. that's what you do. I mean, you're yeah, like in, sure, in, tw- yes. in a proper 12-step right. process, and you come in and you say, you admit that you're powerless, right? And these are all yeah. very Christian principles. If we could just do this in the church, yes, it gives us an yes, opportunity. Yes. To, and, and not just and people for, for people like me, and I don't want to ever make it seem like there's any superiority sure. with a perspective. I imagine both of you want your kids to not have to go through right, right, and alcohol right, addiction. Right. Yeah. Like in, in and that's a good thing. Can I, can I get on my soapbox real quick? Well, go ahead. All right, here's the thing. One of the things that we hear all the time, you know, people like to put us up in front of other people and, and tell our like stories. Like me right now? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. and, and these are important stories to hear, you know, yeah. and um, because they're, you probably have friends or, or family members or someone you know who's who's struggling right now with addiction. And yeah, we yeah. need to have that hope that people can have an exceedingly and abundantly awesome life that they couldn't even ask for or imagine, you know. Yeah. But, um, Chris and I find hope in testimonies like yours. Yeah. Where, you know, you never had to, to make those mistakes because God is able to save and able to keep, Amen. you know, Amen. and that he can break the cycle of generational sin and he can yes. break the cycle of addiction in families. That's the hope that we have. I don't yeah. want my kids to make the same mistakes I have. So mm. when I hear stories like yours, I'm, I, I praise God for them. Yeah. And I want that so bad for, for my kids, you know. Right. And yeah. so when other people say, oh, you know, I don't want to give my testimony. It's boring. Right. It's boring. I'm like. You know that's that's uh, that's not looking at it in the in, right. in, in the way it, God does. I always, you know, I remember one time having this conversation with my wife, and I was like, "Cause you both, both your wives, you know, didn't necessarily come through it. Right? From no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, Chris. And Sorry. it's just like you know when I and I've heard you know we've had this conversation with my wife, had this conversation with other people, Ryan saying, and I'm like, who are you to devalue God's grace? Yeah, Amen. In your life, as if, as if it's any different than mine. Yeah. I was like, you know. I, you know, I was just, I guess, blessed in a means where God's like, you need my grace, and you know it. Yes, amen, amen. <laughs> like, and, and, and maybe for other people, that, that, that discovery of learning to find what they need from God is, is, is different. But, I, you know, I always encourage people, like, so, like, you— you you need the same grace that I do. There's, yeah. there's no there's no difference. We're we're both saved from mm-hmm. from yeah. the same place to the same person. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Amen. And we say all, all all men, and we should add all women, is that all men have become sinners, totally depraved, yeah. and as such, we all deserve the wrath of God. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. justly exposed yeah. to wrath of yeah. God. So I got I have something great to say too, man. I, that's yeah. where I that's yeah. where I was headed, and I yeah. thank thank God for the way that I could recognize by the pervenient work of the Holy Spirit that. I could not do it. I was powerless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was powerless to do it yeah, myself. Right. So, okay, so one thing I, I'm sure people are wondering, okay, so I'm sure you're ready to go back into ARC ministry now. But you both are certain, you know, like now Chris is in the second appointment. Ryan's in the fifth year of his yeah. first appointment. <laughs> that's right, that's so it's right. a great, the fifth year is a great year, by the way, when you, if you can get it. Um, uh, so t- talk to me about, like, are you wanting to go into ARC? ARC, as far as, like, being a Salvation Army officer sure. in the ARC? You know, I... I remember learning about people like um, Captain Joe Crocker, you know, um, early, you know, uh, a Salvationist who who got uh, who was uh, you know got saved in the Bowery of New York, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, just was his life was completely thrown away and was completely turned around and began like the Harbor Light Ministries that mm-hmm. are still popular today in the Central. Um, there's a great book called Captain Tom um, that talks about his life and. Um, other people like uh, um, 
uh, I'm trying to think of the guy who he was a newspaper man um, and he was a popular writer. He wrote um, Out of the Depths, uh, Henry Milan. Okay. You know, he was saved through the Salvation Army's uh, work with alcoholics early on uh, when, when they would have boozers conventions and okay, yeah. parade down the street dressed up like giant beer bottles. Yeah, down yeah, yeah. We were, New York it's avenues. interesting thing, like a historical, <laughs> yeah. if you look in uh, Ed McKinley's book, Marching to Glory, yeah. like we took pretty strong stands absolutely. for pro- prohibition. Yes, like, absolutely. Like you, yeah. we, we would never political. do that now. Yes. Like, we, like if we wouldn't talk yeah. about political issues like that, but like right. dressing up like a beer bottle, like yeah. we were like for prohibition. Yeah. Dress, <laughs> wives dressed up in their nightgowns, yeah. chasing their husbands down with frying pans, like wow. making a big scene. Um, yeah. And all the time, you know, picking up people out of the gutter and dragging them with them to these huge open air conventions they would have. And at one of those, there was a newspaper man called Henry F. Malans, and he was a renowned during his prime as being one of the best journalists there was in New York City. Well, you know, he fell into alcoholism for 10 years, was living on the streets, gets saved and, and begins his best work yet, writing novels and getting back into journalism. But I'm learning about these these people. And, you know, when I look at people like, like Chris and I, and I think about our stories, like I know that God will use that in, in yeah. a powerful way, you know, to yeah. touch other people in recovery. But, you know, um, right now, Chris and I have an opportunity to work with kids who come from broken homes. Yeah, yeah. You know, our kids come from some of the worst situations from poverty-stricken areas or food insecurity or just dealing yeah. with with unimaginable situations and we we have ministries with those families. We yeah. still come into contact with guys who are you know, yeah, in recovery through into our that, social yeah. services programs, but you know, right now God God's got us doing something else and I have to tell you I love it. Yeah, you know, awesome. I can't, you know, I love being in a core officer so much. I mean, I have a heart for recovery ministry. Yeah, if yeah. you can't tell, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I love what I'm doing and, you know, the volume of responsibility for a men's ARC, even the smallest one in right. our territory is huge. You're talking yeah. about, you know, 150 people staring at you every morning for devotions, you know, yeah. waiting for you to And tell running them what to a, do. a business operation with the stores. Exactly. And the, so, so, Chris, one thing is interesting about you is that in your new appointment, which you've just been there for a couple of months mm-hmm. in Leesburg, you're working to um, the, look at identify community need with emergency housing. And, uh, I mean, here's something that's pretty unique. I mean, were you, were you ever homeless? I, I mean, I guess technically, according to the HUD definition, yes. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> technically, I was. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't have prolonged periods of time because I'd always find somewhere somewhere to go and stuff like that. But um, but, but yeah. now you're leading a community effort yeah. that this, of the Salvation Army to bring a shelter to Leesburg. Yeah, it's yeah, that's that that's that, that's true. So we're we're in a new appointment right now, and we are. We are riding the wave right now of just a lot of things going on, and we're trying to get our heads around it. And um, but it's 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 it really is a, a good good time. It's a lot of fun, and and it's amazing because sometimes I you know I, I forget I'm, we're working with our, our community officials, our county commissioners, our city yeah, yeah. you know county managers, and like they have no clue what I just said, right? Right, right. And and it, it sometimes I even forget because at the end of the day, it doesn't it, it doesn't really matter because, you know, we see ourselves as instruments of, of God's working, right. right? And so, but yeah, to answer your question, we are right now in a, in a conversation of providing, looking at the possibility of providing an emergency shelter for Lake County. Right now, there is there is not one in the whole county, county population of 350,000 people, give or take. And wow. so, 
There is a homelessness crisis. There's, a, there's kind of a, a breakdown um, in the in the system of care, if you will. So, yeah. So right now we're exploring it. We've and um, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. So it's awesome to just see how God is totally taking your lives and all those all of us who have responded to His call to be His followers. You know, He has a journey for us. And we say in Salvation Army in Tampa, we believe. Oh, we exist because every person can be the person God has called him or her to be. Like every Amen. person. Yeah. There's not a that's person right. that's beyond yeah. God's grace. That's right. And that means, and for me, that on the kind of social service, emergency shelter side, it means nobody should be homeless. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody, and I believe, too, everybody has the potential to be holy. Everybody mm-hmm. has the potential to have the Holy Spirit working through their lives, leading them to become the person that he's called them to be. Yeah. And so one of those parts I've been impressed with both of you, the way you think through Salvation Army ministry, I'm just, I'm just a, you know, a little bit older than you guys. I'm probably older than you actually think, but uh, I really appreciate the way you guys think. So tell me, um, both of you just, we'll finish up with this, like what you're reading or who's influencing you. Like these, maybe maybe it's even just in sermon prep, but who is it? Chris, for instance, let's start with you. I mean, I've been. I mean, I've I've been influenced so much by the by the officers that have that have poured into poured into me. Zach and Shelley Bell, uh, Ethan and, and Sue Frizzell. Ethan's been a huge influence in my life. Right. Former I've, podcast, I've, yeah, guest. right. And yeah. I mean, especially on my my, my Friend home, of the homelessness show. project, he has he has like really helped me. Oh, awesome. Um, you know, I've been I've been uh, influenced by by your work, Andy, and the way your the way that you think and view things and and challenge the status quo. I, it's inspiring to me. It really is. I love it. Um, in my life right now, what I'm reading, I'm reading uh, Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt, uh, okay. CEO, ex-CEO of Nelson uh, Publishing Company. Yeah. Wonderful book on productivity and stuff like that. And then I um, just finished reading Presence by Amy Cuddy, kind of a behavioral scientist. That's okay. something Ethan got me on. Yeah. Uh, before that, I was I was devouring uh, Dr. Lupton's book, right? Toxic oh, Charities. Oh, good, good. And yeah, stuff like yeah. That. So those are, the, those are things that I've been, I've been reading um, that have been influencing, influencing that in my life. Toxic Charity will mess you up, man. Oh, I know. Oh, I went out and bought twenty-five copies. I'm yeah. passing them out like flyers. Oh, good. Right I have them in my yeah. in my library yes. too. So, yes. like, when somebody comes in, I yeah. will hand it out. It's yeah, been, it's and been, when helping hurts. It, yeah. it, and, and so I just I, I I enjoy reading stuff like that. Anything that that's challenging. Um, you that's know. good. This guy, I want to get Ryan in yeah, here too. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, so right now, um, Peter Scissero, um, emotional, healthy spirituality. Okay. Uh, oh, that's a, so far. the Enneagram guy, or is this no? Uh, no, okay. different guy. But edit that uh, out, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm enjoying that. Um, and uh, another one I'm reading is Why I'm Not a Calvinist. Oh, great! Remember. That's one of my, uh, by by Jerry Walls. That's and, right. And uh, Joe Donjo. That's Je- right. I, I'm hoping to get Jerry on the podcast here soon. Oh, let me know when that That's happens. Yeah, I'll, I'll subscribe, so I'll make sure. Oh, I'll you'll look subscribe out for that then, right? No, 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 no. I already subscribed. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, be looking yeah. out for that one. Everybody needs to subscribe right. to the podcast right. right now. Okay. And I did some uh, traveling this summer out to like uh, you know the Tetons and Yellowstone, and I picked up "Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee" just to, for fun. Okay, reading, yeah. So I'm reading that right now. Yeah. Oh, that, that, say, why I'm not Calvinist is a great. It's a great book, and, and, and there's you know there's a philosophical side and there's a biblical side sure. to what they're doing. Okay, keep going. Yeah, and loving it. Um, and some of the people who I really just uh, you know truly look up to, Zach and Shelley Bell, set a wonderful um, uh, example to me yeah, yeah. As, as officers. And so did Liz and Gary Wilson, yeah. two yeah, totally yeah. Uh, separate people. You also had Tim and Cheryl Gillum. I mean, yeah. all of these folks were around the area. Yeah, yeah, um, all... and all played different roles in in my life. There are so many. Um, people that poured into us, but also Chris. Yeah, sure, Chris each other. Horowitz, yeah, you know, and and Elise and my friends today, my my peers, 
Um, my session, I have a wonderful session of people like who we got commissioned the together. People who training. went through the Salvation Army training yeah. process together and were commissioned Absolutely. together. Yeah, a lot of people, folks like you, Andy, yeah. and um, so that's one of the strengths of the Salvation Army is uh, we have each other. So a yeah, lot. yeah, yeah. Well, I know we, we've gone for a little bit here, but I appreciate you guys, and we, just, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm excited even if you hadn't come through the recovery just to see the things you're doing in the appointments that God has brought your way. I'm really encouraged by, I, I always appreciate because like both of you kind of listen to me and I'm glad to like, and you have, ask good questions and you want to learn and you're ready. And I think that there's been things that have been put in your life and there's a desire to grow that I just love. And yeah, I, I want to be like you guys in some ways. Like I, there, there are things about you that I'm like, man, I'm excited for what God's going to do. And I trust that he's going to keep leading you guys forward to the fight. So God bless you. Thanks for coming on Captain's Corner. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Captain's Corner. Next week on the podcast, we have Dr. Ken Collins, Professor of Historical Theology and Wesley Studies at Asbury Theological Seminary. If you'd like to learn more about us, please feel free to check us out at tampasa.org and give us a follow on Twitter at SalArmyTampa. And of course, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next time.